You're listening to The Great Big Beautiful Podcast. I'm Cecil Baldwin. Thanks for listening. Justin Connors. This is the Great Big Beautiful Podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at the GBB Podcast and anywhere that you can get podcasts from your apps, your carrier pigeons. I'm not sure. And Jamie, do you like how I combined both Facebook and Twitter? I said you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at the GBB Podcast. Cutting it down. I have been wondering for 140 episodes why you've been saying them separate, but I haven't said anything. You're secretly, who is, who is this guy? Who is this guy? So today we have a fantastic conversation. We're just going to go right into it. And and my favorite part of the whole conversation, though, has to be the tour of the Peachtree Center in Atlanta. <laughs> I think that deserves a little bit of an explanation, Justin. You can't just say something like so. that. I think so. What, <laughs> uh, what, which guest? I, I don't know which one it was that was in it. Was it Mark? It was, it was Mark. It was Mark. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he happy. He was in Atlanta. He said he's on a road trip. And for the interview, he ducked into the Peachtree Center. And we get a fantastic tour of the center because he has to find a quiet place. And it concludes at the end. There's a dramatic conclusion. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> which, um, you know, we have... When you do a podcast every week and you you try to do an interview every week, um, not everybody is going to have the same um, uh, tech issues, I guess you should say. Even if you do your own podcast and you're on the road, you're calling in from a phone. If you listen to this show with any sort of regularity, you know that, you know, the sound can be kind of all over the place. Sometimes people call in with Skype and they sound amazing. Sometimes we get them on the phone and it sounds like a phone call, which is fine. Um, mm-hmm. And then you get people walking around the Peachtree Center which and giving us a tour, which is just, it's another level of awesome. It really is because um, it's it's not often that you get, you know, like a, an interview on the move, which I think is just right. awesome. <laughs> well, and it made and it made for fantastic conversation. You're gonna hear it. You're, it gonna, you're gonna laugh. And I'm not editing any of it. I'm just gonna say that up front. I'm not editing yeah. the so out we're, because we're because sorry, Mark. We're sorry, Mark and Hal. He's not editing that. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it adds to the context of the interview, which is is fantastic. It speaks to. Yeah. I don't know why it just speaks to the character of the interview. I I love yeah. I love it. <laughs> 
Well, if you're if you're wondering who it is that we're talking to this week, we're t- we we we're chatting with Mark Gagliardi and Hal Lublin. Um, both of them, if you listen to Thrilling Adventure Hour, um, you know if you've listened to our episode with Ben Blacker, uh, you you are familiar with that show. If you ha- don't already listen to it, um, both of Mark and Hal were on that show. They were regular cast members. Um, when that show wrapped up, they started doing their own podcast together. It's called We Got This with Mark and Hal. Um, they have been doing it for a few years now, and the whole conceit of this show is that the two of them um, basically discuss pointless debates, and they come to a conclusion. So it'll be like, what's the best Disney ride? Or do you put ketchup on your hot dog? Or, um, you know, like, he mentions a whole bunch of them in the, in the show, but... Um, things like that, things that like, if you were sitting around at a bar at two o'clock in the morning and, you know, you were like, uh, no, New York has the best skyscrapers, you know, then Mm -hmm. you started arguing with somebody. That's the kind of debates that they would have. Um, it's hilarious. It's just a ton of fun. Um, I'm not doing a great job of selling it, but definitely go check it out. We'll link to it. Um, it's an amazing show. Um, they're doing a live show in Philadelphia on July 21st. Uh, Maureen Johnson is going to be their guest. You can get tickets. I will link to it. I don't know the URL, um, but I will link to it in the post. Um, de- if you are around, definitely go check it out. Uh, unfortunately, I will be out of the country. Otherwise, I would have totally driven up for that because that I, mm. I would. That, why would why would I miss that? Really? If you stick around to the end of the episode, you can get a little mini taste of what they do. We play a little mini game of. Uh, of their podcast, I guess you could say, <laughs> a mini game, like a mini video game. game. I like that. Yeah. It's like a side quest. If it was, a, yeah. if this were a video game, that would be the side quest. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So we're gonna go play that interview for you right now. Hope you enjoy. Mark and Hal, thank you guys so much for taking the time to talk to us today. It's uh, awesome to have you here. It is our pleasure. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're, we're, we're thrilled to be here, okay. even remotely. We wish we were all in the same room. You're remotely thrilled. I Thank know, you. it's more Thank fun so that much. way, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess I want to start, let's talk about, you know, we're a podcast, let's talk about your podcast. We got this for, for a few minutes. Where did the inspiration for that show originally come from? We found out that Thrilling Adventure Hour was coming to a close of its regular run, maybe like six to eight months before it actually happened. And so... I started to think about, well, what's the project I can do next? And I, Mark and I have known each other for, geez, I think 15 years now. Mm. And too many. we already knew each other. Yeah, it was too many. We're, already, we're like three years over our limit, but we're sticking out <laughs> for some reason. Mm. Uh, but I, our friendship I knew I wanted to work get its learner's him. permit. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, knew I wanted to work with Mark, and uh, so I was like, let's do a podcast together. So we talked about it, and... Um, we decided to, on this format, where we do something completely different from Thrilling Adventure Hour and just be ourselves and kind of chat. And I thought it would be interesting to settle these sort of arguments that people have in bars. And so we sort of workshopped that together. And then our buddy Eric Edelstein said, oh, yeah, you mean, like, should you put ketchup on a hot dog? And then we were off to the races. (laughs) So it was... uh, partially just to have a like a new project in the pipeline but also really just to stay in touch with mark because yeah. he had already moved to new york by that time yeah mm-hmm. I, I i have to admit gave us an excuse to talk to each other once a week 
Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's, it's got to be a great creative outlet for you guys, too. I mean, something that it's not necessarily, you know, you don't have to sit down and script it. You don't have to write a script. You can just, you know, plug in the mics and just go to town talking about stupid stuff that, you know, everybody talks about. But it's it's sort of, it's, a, it's just a great, reliable outlet. Well, it's it, this is Mark. Uh, it was scary to start for me because I've never done anything like that where it's just, me in my voice i've always uh improvised or done scripts as other characters of course but uh this was just oh no here are what are your opinions about a thing yeah. and i initially just shied away from that like oh nobody cares about hearing that uh but it's always so much fun just to this is just what we would do in a restaurant at three in the morning anyway yeah and this is what we knew that all of our buddies were doing in restaurants at three in the morning anyway yeah I mean, we just decided to record it, even though I, you know, we, we host a podcast and you guys do too. I mean, I, I have to admit that I find them to mm-hmm. be a kind of a strange medium. Um, you know, it's, it's sort of like the wild west of entertainment right now. I mean, some of it's entertaining, some of it's newsworthy. I mean, it's just like, it's all over the place, you know? And I have to assume, you know, and just from, from listening to your show and just from what you guys are talking about that your show is, it's, it's mostly ad-libbed it's mostly you know just conversations like you don't you don't sit down and and do you i mean write bits maybe you do do you sit down and write bits and stuff beforehand or is it just or do you just talk no we don't write anything it's yeah. really just a free-form conversation at most you know for the larger topics if it's like best film trilogy we'll we'll talk strategy beforehand and we'll go okay well these are the finalists here are the categories here's how i like here's a process by which we will judge them but Everything else is just free-flowing. I think that's, it, that's the challenge of, of doing a podcast. And I grew up like, listening to radio and talk radio all the time and had pipe dreams of being a talk show host, like a radio talk show host anyway. So it's fun to work that muscle out and be able to speak kind of extemporaneously on a subject. I mean, that's what Mark and I do. We came from the world of improv, so... Yeah. The, the pre-written bits are great for people who do that, but for us, it's like, well, this is, let's just have the honest conversation that we would have anyway. And I think we have enough chemistry as a duo that that, that works for us. Yeah. What, I mean, when when you sat down, you know, like you were saying, when Thrilling Adventure Hour was coming to a close, and you sat down to think of what you were going to do next, um, what is that noise? <laughs> That <laughs> I so I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. I have I am in Atlanta uh, on a road trip right now, and I ducked into a uh, a, a fairly empty uh, building that I assume oh this is a big empty building uh, because I knew it'd be quiet in here, and apparently uh, this is right about the time that they vacuum. So I'm walking away from where the vacuum is. <laughs> Um, and once it sounded like there was the like an air raid siren. It's done with that section. Yeah, yeah. I I thought he, I thought he was in a shelter as well. Yeah, it's like oh my gosh, Mark has a shelter in place. You guys, um, Prime Minister Churchill told us that we all have to go underground right now, so I've got to go down. The RAF is taking care of some things, but I don't know how long it's going to take them. This okay. is a lovely building, by the way. <laughs> Do you guys ever find yourselves in Atlanta? The Peachtree Center is quite nice. Excellent. I, okay. I will be sure to stop Make by. a mental note of that one. <laughs> yeah. 
what was I saying? Oh, okay. So uh. when Thrilling Adventure Hour was coming to a close and you guys were thinking about, okay, what, what can we do together to keep this going and to, you know, um, to keep this creative outlet flowing, why, why podcast? Like, what was it about that format that you found so compelling that you wanted to go back and, and, and sort of use that approach? Well, I think for one, it's the world that we knew was uh, we have been doing Thrilling Adventure Hour for 10 years. So we kind of knew the world of podcasts. Um, but also because it's and this is sounds terrible to say, but it's an easy one to be lazy with. Eggs. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's just me and Hal having a phone conversation. Uh, this is great. And then we realized, of course, there was more to it than that. Uh, shout out to Kate McManus, our brilliant researcher. Uh, there's a there's a lot that goes into doing it, um, but yeah, for me that was kind of the joy of a podcast and the intimacy I think with because I've as a I've started listening to podcasts more recently. Uh, I was never really a podcast listener. I was just I knew I did Filling Adventure Hour and then I did this and started listening to them on long drives and I'm like, oh, this is really it's sort of intimate radio is what it felt like. Barrier to entry is so low. If Mark and I had said hey, let's do a TV show together. Well, then that's planning and scripting it out and then hoping somebody will uh, buy the pitch and then we'll get to write it and then make a pilot maybe that maybe gets picked up. But podcasting allowed us to sort of instantly put content out there and either mm -hmm. succeed or fail and learn from it and change. Like you, you get, you really get the feedback pretty instantaneously for something that's not direct in front of an audience. Yeah, you mentioned that you weren't a podcast listener until recently. What kind of shows do you like? Do you listen to ones for inspiration, or is it purely based off your interests? It's purely based off my interests. In fact, it's the opposite of what our show is. Uh, right. I, listened to, I started listening to uh, Love It or Leave It and Pod Save America and Marin, and um, these are things that, at least in the episodes I've listened to, are tackling very important things and debating very important things as opposed to what our show does is deliberately choose not to debate the things that everyone else is debating. But I, I, I like listening to that stuff. That's sort of my, I don't know, it's my joy and my masochism. <laughs> you guys are not, I mean, it's not a secret that there are a lot of comedians and, and celebrities that are doing their own podcast now. Um, <clears throat> which, which which makes it that much harder for the rest of us to get heard. So thank you very much for that. Um, but if uh, if podcasting had been a thing, yeah, thanks, y'all. Yeah, right. <laughs> if podcasting had been a thing like like fifty years ago or thirty years ago, um, whose show would you have been most interested in listening to? Fifty years ago. Oh geez. So we're the or just uh, you know I just any... I just picked a random number. Like if it had been a thing, like as long as TV or film had been around, if people mm -hmm. were podcasting, there you know, if like Clark Gable had his own show, like would is that would, would you want to be listening to that or like whose show from from you know whether that's that person's a comedian or a celebrity or or an actor or whatever or an author, you know who do you think would have had just a oh. really kick ass podcast? Uh, Groucho Mark. Hal, you want to go first? I've got one. Yeah, You Bet Your Life would have been a fantastic podcast, yeah. of course. Like, just his wit would have played out really well. And it's, you know, that sort of comedy-laced game show format lives on and things like Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me uh, um, and Ask Me Another. So I, th that, that stuff. But also, I'll tell you what I would really like. 
and this is just a really cool classic radio show that I think is a brilliant format that I don't really see anywhere else is, um, it's called Johnny Dollar. Oh yeah. Which is uh, Johnny Dollar. <laughs> know that one. You yeah. would love Johnny Dollar. It's keeping receipts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He keeps receipts of all of his adventures. So every what? scene is like $25 that are at the peak diner. And then I, I you go to the I peak love, diner. And I love that scene. show because he's like, what was he, what was he billed as? Is he was like the most daring freelance insurance agent or something like it had, he had the <laughs> most ridiculous name and it was such a, like a crazy conceit for a show, but it was such compelling listening. Like it's such a good show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was basically just the Lone Ranger on the spectrum. <laughs> um, I think for me, uh, the one that would be my the, the podcast I would love to hear is I'd love to hear the Smothers Brothers. Oh yeah, because Ooh. I would love to hear what they could do without censors. Nice. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun because those guys, you know, they got sort of famously crippled by the censors who told them what they could and couldn't do because of their sweater vest. <laughs> uh, I'd like to see them let their short <laughs> hair down. <laughs> Except the yo-yo tricks wouldn't really translate very well. That's true. Tommy doing yo-yo tricks. Man, I, can I tell you, I bought a yo-yo for the first time in a long time the other day. I was at a Staples, and uh, I saw them in, like, the checkout. I was like, you know what? I haven't bought a proper, like, Dunkin' yo-yo since I was a kid. And I started watching all these yo-yo videos. Man, that is a treat. I, I don't know if I'm more surprised that you bought a yo-yo or that you were in a Staples. Oh, I'm always in Staples. I don't really? have a printer. They got that. You just go up and punch in your email address. And yeah, it's way. When I was living in New York, it was way easier to just go to a, you know, uh, deal with having ink at home. Because I never seemed to have ink. It was, I'd always try to print something and I would get a half yellow paragraph and the rest of the page would be blank. I'd be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Staples when I'm in the city. All right. I have enough. to say, by the way, guys, for, for as long as I've known Mark, <clears throat> none of that is surprising. <laughs> <laughs> is that how you met him he was just doing like uh the yo-yo tricks in the back corner of a staples yes that was it, yeah, that was it exactly, right? <laughs> that's the new drugstore in la i couldn't walk the dog i could just pet the cat <laughs> <laughs> um i have to ask uh i'm sure you have your own share of, of technical disasters that you've, you've done in the course of your, either your own show or thrilling adventure hour. I have to ask you, <laughs> what, what was the worst one? Oh, uh, I Hal, you can you. go ahead and tell this story. Yep. All right. I, I have two. I'll give you uh, one is sound. Well, all right. Do you, oh, there are two categories here. I'll let you choose which one I do first. Okay. One is user error. The other is worst possible recording conditions. Oh. Which one do you want to hear first? Justin, do you care? Hello. Oh, Justin. sorry, my Hello? Oh. sorry, my my I, thing kind of. I'm here. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Yes. I, no, I don't care. Oh, okay. you don't care. I would I, say let's do the second one first because I, I want to hear that the user error. While you were talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you say it three times into a mirror? By, by the uh. way, we are living through our worst technical disaster right now, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay, so uh, Comic-Con two years ago, right. Mark and I were there. We did a live recording at a festival. And as part of that, our producer, Ken Plume, who at the time was doing his own podcast with Dana Snyder from Adult Swim and many other things, 
said, why don't you have Dana on the show? So we had Den- Dana and Ken on the show uh, to talk about the best Disney ride. They are both Disney fanatics. Mark, of course, has worked at Disney, and I am an annual pass holder and love to Disney myself. Right. So we went to record at the, at the Marriott Marquis, which is the big hotel at San Diego Comic-Con. But rather than go up to Dana's room, we went out onto a porch oh. in the bar where music was playing. Yeah. The wind was blowing very heavy. <laughs> I had forgotten the windsock to all of the microphones. At a certain point while recording, just some people came out there and started talking really loudly for like 10 minutes before they went, oh, are you guys recording something? To the three people, three or four people gathered around microphones. <laughs> so the audio quality for that one is terrible. Don't release the episode because it was a fun one. That's that's one. Then uh, I, I, I do all the recording. I do the, the basic editing on our show, and I had had bought a, a Zoom. And also everything else. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> also everything else. Uh, I bought a Zoom R16, which is like a like looks like a portable mixing board, basically. Right. So I had, in my foolhardiness, I was like, "Oh, I think I know how this works." So we we were both in <laughs> New York to do live Welcome to Night Vale shows. So we had set up recordings with with the writers uh, Joseph Fink, then Jeffrey Craner then uh, Cecil Baldwin. Mm-hmm. So what happened was we recorded the one after the other, and I had not yet learned how to create a new file. So we recorded Joseph, then we recorded Jeffrey over Joseph, then we oh. recorded Cecil over Jeffrey oh. over Joseph, and only got one show. <laughs> At least you got Cecil, yeah. though, right? Yeah. <laughs> but we had lovely conversations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were great conversations that no one will ever hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so uh, those are the worst, I think. Yeah, we, you know, everybody has those stories. I have those too. You know, I, I've gotten through an entire interview and then I went back to listen to it and it had recorded it like double. There was like a half second delay, so it was like there was like in an echo and everybody talking was sort of like echoing themselves. Oh god! Yeah, it's the worst. Mm-hmm. It's the absolute worst. Because <laughs> uh, you, just, it's like this sinking feeling in your stomach. You're like, oh my god! Like, not only did I just waste, you know, whatever, an hour of my time, but I wasted an hour of this person's time. They were so nice to like come on the show or go to be interviewed, and it was like gone. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I I had stuff like that, uh, stuff like that happened to me early on at our show. Mm-hmm. So I, I was working in GarageBand at the time, which is like for me was not the right software. Yeah. So I would have to line up all of the audio until the echo went away. Oh. And it was this painstaking, <laughs> nothing locked. Yeah. Like, it's just, oh, my God, the worst. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope you don't have to do that with this one, with me being so far away and several seconds behind, apparently. That's okay. You're a war correspondent no, in the Middle East. you got to respect that. There you go. Yeah. I'll give you an update as to exactly where I am. Um, you know those little glass tunnels in Atlanta that go over the streets that connect the oh, buildings because yeah. it's so hot here yeah. and nobody wants to be outside? Yeah. Yeah. There are cars going underneath me. <laughs> uh, very strange feeling right now. <laughs> the quietest place I could find. I appreciate that. So thank you. <laughs> Thanks for the update. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I've been walking around this place ever since the uh, the incident with the vacuum cleaner. I've been walking around here looking for the per- perfect spot. I found a Christmas store. Wasn't going to do that. <laughs> oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, where are we? Hal, Hal. <laughs> you um, yes, you mentioned I'm Johnny. Here. You mentioned Johnny Dollar. Um, 
So were you, both of you, I guess, were you old-time radio listeners before Thrilling Adventure? Or, you know, was it just sort of that was the conceit of the show and it was just something that worked for the show, but you didn't have that as part of your background? No, my dad got on a kick where he would buy these, like, you know, he was born in the late 40s, so he grew up, like, just at the tail end of, of... radio being a sort of family event gathered around. It was sort of dying out by the 50s, uh, even into the early 60s. But he would go and buy these, like, Burns and Allen and Jack Benny, uh, Lone Ranger. He would buy these cassette tapes that we would listen to on car trips. So it was sort of, I was kind of jumped in to classic radio. And then as satellite came around, it just became more and more available as, as entertainment and media got digitized. So... I've been listening to classic radio in one form or another for probably about 30 years. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I really like the old uh, like the old drama shows, like the Suspense mm-hmm. and Escape. Those shows are awesome. I just I can't mm-hmm. I can't Did get you ever hear the run that um Did you ever hear the run that uh, Alfred Hitchcock did on Suspense? Yes, of course. <laughs> oh, terrifying. <laughs> I was working at Disneyland and would be driving back from work late at night a lot of times <laughs> and I would listen to that and when it's nighttime and it's raining and you're listening to something that Alfred Hitchcock directed that you've never even heard of before, it's yeah. really freaky. Yeah. Yeah, there's I mean there's and there's so much like that. That's just like it's just pure gold and it's just not heard mm-hmm. today, you know? It's all the, Orson Welles did oh, so yeah. much in radio that people just don't even realize. Yeah. So, so you you guys are going to be what doing was the, uh, what was do you guys oh, remember the old Yukon show? Uh, was it Sergeant Preston of the Yukon? It was yeah. like sort of a Dudley do. It was so like cartoonishly racist, <laughs> and he was so like you could you could it was he was the only character who you could hear his cheesy smile. Like I thought that show was hilarious. Even as a kid, I was like, this is oh, this is not good. <laughs> Putting his radio <laughs> So you guys are uh, do, you're doing a live show for We Got This in Philadelphia on July 21st. Have you done the show live before, Mark? Uh, yes, we have. We've done a. I, I didn't know how, I didn't know how deep into Afghanistan caves I was right now. Um, I've done. We've done. Um, we've done this show. Uh, at multiple Comic-Cons, we, uh, we usually, when we go to a city to do a Comic-Con or a comedy festival, we usually try to set up a live show while we're there so we can get some of our buddies who are in town for them uh, to come on as guests. So we'll get a theater, do a live show. Uh, we did one last year at uh, New York Comic-Con. We've done it. Hal, uh, jump in, remind me, which we've done uh, four, three or four of these. Yeah, we've done we've done New York twice. We've done San Francisco twice. We've done Atlanta and San Diego. This is the first time doing it in Philly. We did it on the Joko Cruise, yeah. which I guess yeah, I mean it counts. It's a live recording, absolutely. Um, but separate yeah. ticketed events has been New York. We've done New York, San Francisco, and now that Mark is here uh, back in LA, we're going to look at doing a show in uh, in Los Angeles. But this is the first time going to Philadelphia, which is my hometown. So I'm really excited to to be bringing the show there after having come back a couple times to do Night Vale, which is always awesome. It's really cool to come back and be like, hey, this is my show, hometown. Please enjoy it. <laughs> did you did you grow up in Philly or outside of Philly? 
Well, I, I grew up in the Northeast, which is sort of out. Okay. It's the neighborhood in Philadelphia that tried to secede in the 70s. Yeah. So <laughs> it is silly, but uh, it's, it's also kind of its own beast. And then I, we moved out to the suburbs of Montgomery County, which is where uh, uh, my father there. resides. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up uh, yeah. just over the river in Jersey. I'm from Cherry Hill. Okay, my aunt lived in Cherry Hill. Yeah, most people know it because of the mall. There you go. <laughs> yeah, the mall, the the giant drive-in theater that's a flea market. Yep, yep, and the, the water tower. The, the water tower you can see from the uh, the turnpike is the other big landmark. <laughs> oh, Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so doing the show in front of a live audience, I have to imagine sort of... It gives you that added connection to the fans. You know, Thrilling Adventure Hour was done in front of an audience. You guys have done We Got This in front of an audience several times. How important is that, do you think, to sort of, I mean, instead of just sitting like we are right now in separate places recording into a computer, how, how, how important is it for you guys as performers, as creators, to sort of do it live with people right there and getting that immediate reaction? I love it. I know that, and I, I think I can probably speak for both of us in saying that we, because we came up in the immediacy of performing live on stage in improv shows, where it's if I do this thing, then this gets a laugh, and it's a surprise to everyone. Uh, and then doing thrilling adventure hour and you know assorted plays and sketch shows and all of these things that we've done live for years. There's that immediate gratification of an audience. Uh, that said, with our show, it's a little different because we do get that and it's wonderful and gratifying. Uh, but whereas when someone would watch the thrilling adventure hour live, live, they would, um, laugh and appreciate the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, when they watch us live very often, they will disagree with the show <laughs> and let us know it. So in that way, sometimes it's more like a town hall, uh, <laughs> especially in some of the more intimate shows that we've done, which is really, really a blast. Yeah, you you kind of have to ex yeah, but, you have to expect that that's going to happen though, right? If, I mean, if you're if you're talking about something as controversial as oh, is Pirates part. of the Caribbean better than the Haunted Mansion, people are going to have opinions. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it exactly. Like there, <laughs> there's something to uh, like one of my favorite reactions that we'll have from from people after listening to the show or seeing it live is I didn't realize I felt that strongly about whatever your topic was. <laughs> and you like that energy that we get from from that crowd because even the disagreement is like they enjoy the journey even if even if we quote unquote get it wrong uh, mm -hmm. in their eyes which they are wrong always right uh, <laughs> like that's that's we the, right. the truth like, is revealed yeah we <laughs> that's right we did it we did a live recording at uh, Pensacon in Pensacola Florida earlier this year and we we sat down with our guest Carlos Alzarque, we said, "All right, all right, everybody, we're going today. We're going to be discussing pirates versus Vikings," and the entire crowd acted like we were like, "Hey, guys, we're going to rewrite the Bible in front of you. I hope that's okay." Like the shock, and people were so, "Oh, how dare they try to discuss this topic?" But that's that's when you're that's when you know you're going to have a really fun show. We had a great episode uh, with your uh, our mutual uh, podcast guest, Ted Leo, yeah. uh, legendary rock musician Ted Leo, who said to us, guys, I don't know if I 
really even care that much about breakfast cereal. But by the end, he was <laughs> oh, kidding. No, 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 no. But listen, but listen. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, this is kind of a silly question, but are you guys worried that you're going to run out of dumb things to mm-hmm. debate? Uh, no, no, because there are always <laughs> going to be people who have an opinion about a thing that no one thought you would have an opinion on. Um, yeah, we, we take, and they, and we, we take keep topic. a long list. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we have a list right now of about almost 300 topics that we have yet to record. Holy and that's not, that still feels like a light list. Like, we should have way more on there because you, you just don't know. Like, mm-hmm. you... You could sit there and try to think of an exhaustive list of the things that people debate about that seem unimportant, but that you all, be, all of a sudden becomes the hill you're willing to die on, mm. and <laughs> you will only get like 10% of what is out there. So that's, that's kind of the excitement. And, and eventually we'll get to the point where we're taking on stuff that really isn't in our wheelhouse, and I think that's going to be a completely different type of fun. <laughs> I remember uh, there was a particular episode uh, that I, I had pushed back on forever because I thought it was a stupid topic. I was like, how no one cares about this uh, and pushed it off for weeks and weeks and weeks. And uh, then I delved in and it was, should chili have beans in it or not? <laughs> oh, no. And I thought, who talks about this? And then I went down an internet rabbit hole yeah. of people from Texas and Kansas City and Oklahoma. And this, there's a whole region where this would cause fist fights. Yeah, uh, and there are songs about it. And, and I, this, is, this, this to me was a new idea. So I'm constantly amazed at the things that people will argue about. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's like saying, like, which, where is the best barbecue? You know, I mean, that's, you're asking for a fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. That's kind of what our podcast is. We're it's asking for a fight. Asking for fights. That's perfect. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Um, I, I have to ask Mark, um, how much, Mm -hmm. how how real, I should say, how real was the drunkenness on drunk history? (laughs) A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yes. I, uh, in fact, on the last, so here's how the show works. There's, um, we begin the night, there's a nurse on staff, uh, who, we are given a breathalyzer at the beginning of the night, and we blow 0.0, and then we start drinking. And when our blood alcohol level reaches uh, the funny point, which for me is 0.17, uh, then we start talking about the topic. And, I, and they know with me, that I'm like, guys, you're, you're going to get a short window because I'm drinking fast. Uh, you're going to get a short window of me being funny before I'm just a sleepy mess. <laughs> Yeah, on the floor. And that's why I always wind up on the floor, man, because I do it too fast. Um, but yes. Uh, in fact, the last episode that I did, um, I sort of came to because I, you know, oh, this sounds terrible. Cause, so I blacked out and uh, I come to and there's a there's a half a bottle of, uh, of bullet bourbon on the table. And I looked up at Derek and I said, Derek, what? We only drank half a bottle. And he started shaking his head, and he goes, man, that was the second bottle. <laughs> so, yeah, we, uh, we dig in. <laughs> it's amazing that you get any usable footage out of that. It's amazing that I have a liver. <laughs> <laughs> I 
keep seeing these ads for liver pills on uh, on CNN, and I'm like, that seems like a good idea. <laughs> so, Mark, you mentioned you were a cast member, and we understand you were the genie in California Adventures Aladdin musical. Um, how how long did you do that, that I for? Was. I did that show for four years, and, and, uh, that... and loved every performance of it. Okay, so my next question is how sick of you are how sick are you of Friend Like Me, the song? <laughs> um Oh man. <laughs> I can sing that song in my sleep, everything except the high note at the end, which is fine because I never hit it in the show either. Yeah. <laughs> um but it was man, that was the nice thing about my job in that show was while everyone else uh, had to stick, obviously, to a very specific script um, because there are 10,000 light cues and sound cues and set pieces in the show. Uh, I was able to just kind of play. So that was the first time I ever was handed a 2,000-seat audience twice a day and told, here, why don't you experiment with jokes in the morning and polish them in the afternoon? Like, it was, it was a really fun way of uh, learning how to just crack jokes on my feet. And also, it's where I met my girlfriend, so it's a great place. How sweet. (laughs) Yeah, right? I know. Get out the syrup, boys. (laughs) Um, So, you show... For the Disney waffle. (laughs) Um, Your your, your show, the podcast, has been around for a while now. You guys are into the past 100 episodes, I I believe. Yeah. with that many yep. episodes, mm-hmm. though, like somebody coming to the show fresh and new might not know like the best place to start. Like, do I start with episode one? Do I start with the most recent one? Do I just pick the ones that sound good? Do you guys have like, are there like a couple episodes that you point out to like new new listeners and say this, this is where you need to start? Sure. Uh, I like the are, idea. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, I'll give you a couple, and then I'm sure Marco will give you a couple. What's great about our show is that since it's not serialized, you can really drop in wherever you want. I would not start with a clean slate episode because those are, uh, while those are a lot of fun, that's us doing a bunch of mini topics as opposed to one for like a half hour to an hour. Right. Uh, our first episode, hot, Catch Up on a Hot Dog, is still stands up really well to this day. Uh, I like that one. Uh, Jeez, calling or texting with Paul F. Tompkins is great because Mark picked the topic. I did not. That was one where I was like, I don't know. Do we? Don't we want to do something else with Paul? Paul wanted to be surprised, and then we were off, and it was just a great conversation. Uh, and then, oh man, I, I just to choose a, a third one. There's one that I like that I think is the best example. I, I'm going to give you two. Sorry. Okay. Two more. Uh, one that I think the best example of what it's like to hang out with, with uh, me and Mark is bar soap versus liquid soap versus foam soap. Oh. I think it is one of our best episodes of all. Um, and then if you want to know what it's like to hang out backstage at Thrilling Adventure Hour, listen to Best M&M Variety, because that's the two of us with Annie and Craig and Jackson um, and Busy and Acker. Uh, and it's just a blast. And that was a, that was our last live show in San Francisco. Oh, wow. Mark, do you have anything to add? I, I agree with all of those. <laughs> uh, I would also add three, three of my favorites. I like the ones that are just the two of us, of course. Uh, Chili, yeah. the Chili episode oddly turned out <laughs> to be one of our more fun episodes. Um, but as far as our guest star episodes, 
Uh, Best Vintage Toy with Janet Varney was so much fun. Uh, the ending of yeah. that in particular, we just kind of went off the rails and started playing improv games. Um, uh, Star Trek versus Star Wars with, uh, with Adam Savage. And, um, and who else was it? Was, did, was Hodgman part of that, or did he just jump up on stage? <laughs> Hodgman showed up as a surprise. He was just going to watch, and then we worked out for him. I think you and he worked out that he was going to surprise everybody and appear on stage at the end of the show. <laughs> That's right. Because he has now killing. done in several shows of ours uh, without working it out beforehand. <laughs> and it is wonderful oh, yeah. every time. <laughs> oh, the Colton episode. Where we do best, uh, we were having Colton. We had Colton in last time we were in New York in the fall to do um, best novelty song, and Hodgman <laughs> showed up with him, and he was like, "Oh, while well, you guys recorded, we recorded this at Jackson Public House in his basement, um, and there are stairs, there are visible stairs right by where we were sitting." So Hodgman was like, "I'll just sit by the stairs. I won't be. Uh, I, I just want to listen." Don't and then trust he him. From the stairs, yelling, <laughs> yelling stuff. So he became our our uh, stairway cop correspondent. And he's been on the show more, more times than anybody as a guest. <laughs> well, in the spirit of your uh, show, I'm sorry, did you have something to say? No. Okay. No, please. I can't wait to hear where this goes. <laughs> yeah. In the spirit of your show, I have thrown together a bunch of pointless, de- pointless debates for you guys. Um, Forgive me if some All of right. these, if you've already covered some of these in in in, in your show, and I just didn't see the episode. Uh, if you, if you have, you could just say skip it, go listen to the episode. But I got a whole bunch. These are not intended to be um, long drawn out answers. Although if they end up to be, um, I'm not going to stop you. But uh, I've got a I've got a few here. If you guys are up for it, yeah, absolutely. All right, let's see where to start. I'm going to throw you. Let's see. Ooh, this is a good one to start with. East Coast or West Coast? <laughs> rap or geographic location? Oh, I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was intending to be geography, but if you're going to go rap, that's fine. Well, the rap could be part of that. Could be one of the criteria that we use. Okay. So, what other cr- criteria are we using? Are you saying specifically the coast? Uh, you've got uh, the the California coast is pretty unbeatable, but the shellfish on yep. the East Coast might counter counterbalance that. Mm. Hal. Yeah, look, if you're going hip-hop, first of all, there's great hip-hop everywhere, but I, I, Tribe Called Quest is, is probably my favorite hip-hop group of all time. I'm pretty sure they're all based in New York. <laughs> and Will Smith. Uh, and, it's hard because we're both East Coasters, um, but also the East Coast has had a lot more time as part of America to develop and flourish than the West yeah, Coast has. In, so West Coast is great California for weather. But, and, Exactly. The weather there is beautiful and the beaches and the sunshine and the Rocky Mountains, the West is great. But uh, the more the more important thing to the world is the East Coast. Yeah. Globally, the East yeah. Coast is uh, is a is a big is the I mean, it's where the U.N. is. It's the center of the world. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Good answer. All right. East so Coast. East Coast. OK, so here's one. We're going to take a spin on the classic Star Wars Star Trek debate, but we're going to say Gene Roddenberry or George Lucas. Ooh, Al. I'm gonna say Roddenberry because he didn't live long enough to screw up his own creation the way Lucas did. <laughs> yeah, uh, Gene Roddenberry never okayed Darth Tater, the Mr. <laughs> Potato Head Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
mean, not that Roddenberry, like Roddenberry, certainly like the the stories of how he treated the, the cast of the original series in terms of like it was basically indentured servitude to to work on that show, <laughs> even though it was a great break. Doesn't excuse like just they're both great visionaries. George Lucas probably did more to technically advanced filmmaking than anybody else has in the last forty to fifty years. Um, and he was driving socially the, advanced sci-fi, exactly. And television, but I think his his legacy, Roddenberg's legends, or, or Roddenberry rather, Roddenberry's legacy is much more uh, about a vision for society and mutual acceptance that I think will probably live on even beyond Jar Jar Binks and the embarrassment <laughs> that many fans felt <laughs> at going. I paid to see this. <laughs> Tic Tacs or Mentos. And one wanted a trick, one wanted a war. Sorry. Oh, I hate this delay. That's right. Tic Tacs or Mentos? Um, I'm going to say as fun as the Shake Factor is on Tic Tacs, they are pretty useless as mint. Yeah. All they are is little sugar bombs in that's your mouth. It, that's it. They don't that do make your breath worse. <laughs> no. Yeah. But, and they also make you yeah. really noisy when you're walking around. You can't sneak up on anybody. Never has a ninja carried Tic Tacs. <laughs> Best yeah, Disney you know theme. Uh, oh, sorry. Are, oh, no, I was going to say, Tic are great if you're going to perform the, the shaker rhythm section of Tom Petty's Refugee, but like, <laughs> if I try a roll with Mentos, I have no, like, I know for sure I'm going to eat all of them, and I'm going to, like, yeah. like, eat them very fast and stuff my mouth like a baseball player, and Tic Tacs have that illusion of, like, just pour two into your hand. Like, yeah. that would satisfy, and, like, a mouse would want more after a single Tic Tac. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Mentos for sure. Plus, the, the mint is great. But Mentos, the to mint be fair, are awesome. a bit more like a candy. <laughs> Mentos are clearly candy. I think you hit the nail right on they're the not, head. They're not a breath mint. No, you, you, exactly. You could eat the entire little shaker thing of Tic Tacs and you could still have bad breath. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> would it be worse? It might even be worse. Yeah. Like, yeah if, if, if it were the orange flavor, because the they taste so good, nice, but though. they make your breath terrible afterwards. Yes. Yeah. All the orange ones. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah, they're the best ones. <laughs> they're the best ones. Do you know that Mentos now, if you get the mixed fruit Mentos, I think everybody knows the strawberry ones are the best. So now they've started putting out rolls of just strawberry because they're brilliant people who want more of my money. <laughs> Is it like Captain Crunch? Oops, all strawberries. Oops, all berries. <laughs> yeah, except, ex yeah, except theirs is like, yeah, these are all strawberries. We did it on purpose, MFers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fresh maker. <laughs> okay, so the next one, best Disney theme park. Epcot. Oh, this is, th yeah, this is one we have uh, coming up. I'll, I'll oh. that at some point we will we will dive into. Oh, if gut, <laughs> gut re no, 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 that's fine. We can gut reaction now, but we're we reserve the right to change our mind later Absolutely. after further. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I I haven't been to all. The, I've only been to Epcot and Disneyland, and Disneyland is my favorite. But I, I Mark, you like Epcot, right? I like Epcot because, um, well, yes. I mean, it's, I think in, when we really delve in, it will probably wind up being the original 1955 Disneyland that changed the, the, in, the amusement park industry forever. That said, yeah. 
uh, Epcot has a tiny version of all of Earth, and there's nothing better than going to fake France in the morning for a baguette and a rosé at 11 a.m., and then um, an hour later being in China watching uh, some uh, amazing Chinese acrobats. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, Ep- I'll Epcot. go with that. Yeah, I, will, I will agree with that. Epcot is uh, probably my favorite as well. Okay. <clears throat> here's one. We got this right. Here's, here's one um, that I hope doesn't... Um, pull any muscles but best hamilton song um i know hamilton pretty well i'm gonna say uh satisfied yeah satisfied is a is a perfect i mean i'll I'll give you some contenders as on our show often we go with contenders my shot is iconic Mm -hmm. uh satisfied is beautiful um dear theodosia is like as far as musical theater having their two protagonists or their protagonist and their antagonist having a song together that is both of their this is why i am the way i am song simultaneously to their same age children is pretty spectacular yeah how oh man I, I mean i agree with what you said i really like guns and ships and both of the cabinet debates are pretty fantastic the mm-hmm. what i keep coming back to though I'm trying to find the exact correct uh, um, oh non-stop that's my favorite mm. that is the one because it combi- I mean I know it's sort of like an overture and it combines or like a medley combines a lot of the greatest hits that we've already heard um, but I just love I love the construction of the lyrics in that one and the way the music goes and how mm-hmm. frantically paced it is because the rest of the show even though it moves through history pretty quickly takes its time with each moment and this is just like everything sort of wham bang together and builds beautifully to the end of the first act yeah it's so hard to pick a bad one though (laughs) yeah that's true i'm not a huge fan of uh jefferson's introduction what did i miss oh yeah it feels out of place in the show to me have you seen it have you seen the show probably stands out the most i have yeah, I feel uh, like... It's off-Broadway in its original run. Okay, I feel like that, that song plays better on stage than it does just listening to the album, like listening to the soundtrack. Yeah, I think you're right. But uh, yeah, right. I'm going to... Yeah, I, I would also... It also go, doesn't end with a major chord, which drives me crazy. <laughs> but I would also agree with you about Satisfied. <laughs> Satisfied and Burn, I think, are my two favorite. Oh. Um, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Excellent choices. I mean, look, there's not a bad one in the bunch. There's not. There's not. There's really yeah. not. Um, let's see. I've, I've, do you have time for a couple more? Sure. Absolutely. All right. I've got one that I'm saving. This car's still whizzing by underneath me. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, do you have one that you want to? Um, yeah. Let's go. Best U.S. Vice President. <laughs> U.S. Vice President. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mark, oh you, man, you're your <laughs> I'm gonna say, you know what? I'm, and this is going to this is going to go against my party uh, and my political affiliation. I, I don't know much about the old vice presidents, but I will give you best modern vice president uh, is Gerald Ford. I think because he did the thing that knew that he knew the country needed that was going to destroy him politically, which was pardoning Nixon. Everybody complained about it. They thought it was a terrible idea, but the country needed it in that moment, and he knew it was going to kill him, but he did it anyway. 
It's a good answer. That's yeah, I, mean, I, I love Joe Biden finalist. because he's, cool, he's your Biden is your cool grandpa. But I would agree with oh, Mark yeah. that that's probably a more significant vice presidency than than we've seen in a very long time. Mm-hmm. The worst <laughs> vice president is obviously Aaron Burr. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Because not only did he have his duel with Alexander Hamilton, uh, he, was, he ended his life and career outside of the United States because if he came back, he'd be tried for treason for a totally <laughs> different thing, not even for the Hamilton thing. Here's <laughs> <was> a nutcase. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Most interesting member of the Scooby gang. Most interesting member. Like, who would you want to hang out with? Velma. Yep. I was going to say the exact same thing. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. She seems like she has a lot of Velma secrets. would be the... A lot everybody of else has kind of a one-track thing. <laughs> Maybe it's just me being biased that I'm like, ugh. The other, like, the... You've got... I mean, Shaggy, of course, is your stoner friend, which I love those. Um, <laughs> but not terribly the most interesting. He's got one-track mind on food. Daphne and Fred, uh, and again, this may just be my personal biases, they seem like I'm like, ugh, you're the vapid people standing in line outside of a club that I don't like. <laughs> but it may just be the way they look. There are, there are a lot of neckerchiefs at, at the clubs where you go to? <laughs> oh, yeah. I go to that club from the Police Academy movies. <laughs> the, the Blue Oyster. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, Jim, do you want to do one more each, Jamie? Uh, That's it. Okay, do it. Okay. Okay. Bearded or beardless William T. Riker? (laughs) Oh man, that's good. The beard. I love his beard. Yep. Absolutely. The beard is striking. Oh, We're going to need to update on where you are, I think. Uh, that was, <laughs> oh, they were, that was coming through the tunnel. That was the shift change. So we got a new vacuum okay. going in a second. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, so I'm going back in the building. That means if there's shift change, that means the vacuum's off. I can go back in the building, back past that Christmas store. <laughs> Sweet. Go buy something nice. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Uh, what were we talking about? Uh, the bearded the beard. Riker, which I think is a is a sex move. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's kind of an unfair question, though, because he was only beardless for one season. Right. Yes. Look, Jonathan Frakes is a striking man, yeah. but that beard the beard completes his face. Yeah. Not that he looks terrible without mm-hmm. it, but some people like. Oh, they should have a beard forever because it looks so good on them, and he's one of those dudes. Yeah, it really does. And he he has a little Agreed. he has a little cleft chin, which doesn't exactly work on everybody, and the beard kind of covers that. So I think that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. <clears throat> All right, last one. If you're ready for it, mm-hmm. Acker oh, yeah. or Acker or Blacker. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm trying to, honestly, right now I'm trying to come up with a funny answer because I don't want to give a real one. <laughs> I have a real one. 
I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you a real one though. Um, I have. I have known Acker for a long time, and he's the one that brought me into that fold. I. I adore both of them, but I will say Ben Acker. Yeah, that's first of all, both ends are everybody. Everybody in that They're show, wonderful. that core group of Philly Adventure Hour, we are all family. Like one hundred percent, we are all family mm-hmm. to one another. Um, and that includes that extends, of course, to Acker and Blacker. However, uh, if not for Acker, I would not be in Philly Adventure Hour. And furthermore, if not for Acker, I would not be married to my wife. So they will always be Acker for all time. Uh, although. I certainly you're talking about your actual wife. Are you talking about our podcast? Uh, no, I met you way before them. I got, I was able to land you on my own. <laughs> I mean, my actual that's right, baby. Uh, my actual wife Jennifer. Uh, I met. Uh, we we were all all four of us actually, Mark as well, and Annie Savage, uh, and her husband Fred Cross, who was doing Tony Adventure Hour early on. We were all in a sketch group together, and I was too shy to speak to my wife, so he went and talked to her to see if she was interested. Because I am 12 all the time. Uh, so had he not done me that solid, I would probably never have gone out with her, and would, we would never have been married. So nice. he's, he's forever in a place in our hearts. Nice. All right, just nobody... Sorry, Blacker. You're nobody tell Blacker. <laughs> <laughs> yep, sorry. Mark, no, Blacker it... likes Hackers more, too. It's fine. <laughs> Mark and Hal, thank you guys so much. This has just been an absolute blast. It's so much fun. Uh, this was a treat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for having us. Thank oh, man, you guys. I just, right at the end of this, I just stumbled upon a plush area with chairs. Oh, no. <laughs> Were you standing this entire time? <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been standing this whole time. <laughs> oh, oh, well, now you can fall asleep in the chairs and miss your flight. There you go. <laughs> You came up with some really fantastic uh, questions in that mini game, Jamie. I liked it. Yeah, we had a bunch we didn't use too. I can't believe you actually went with the vice president one. I was gonna <laughs> skip it, and you just you, you pulled it out. So more you power know, to you. Th- I was thinking one of them we're gonna we're gonna go with Mike Pence, but I don't know. <laughs> no. Wait, that would be and, if we you were know doing the worse, irony so. here is that the irony here is that you're the Canadian. So what? Who would you have said is the best U.S. vice president? I, you know, I, I have a short memory. I would have said Joe Biden. He's <laughs> the only one you can, you know, at this moment. That, not, not, not that. More that I love the memes. Oh the, yeah. The 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 Obama Biden memes. There, and he's like a big celebrity up here in Canada. Canadians love Biden. Really, they do. Yeah. Well, you know who you know who uh, Americans love. <laughs> Justin Trudeau. JT. He's the 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 real JT. <laughs> 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 and yeah. what's funny is yeah, America, do, you know. a lot of democratic americans like democrat americans seem to love him and it's funny here there's people we don't we we draw down party lines but not as much as in the u.s so there's people here that either love him or there's people here that absolutely believe it or not they hate him and yeah, well, they're welcome to, they're welcome to have trump really yeah, yeah we, they, we, they can like, take him if somebody offered the trade yesterday on facebook oh yeah and, I'll, and I'll I, do that trade I said no Disney pass in the world is worth that. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming back week after week. Thank you for subscribing. And if you're not subscribed, make sure you do it so you can hear our podcast every week. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at the GBB podcast to continue the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. And I am Justin at 140 Justin C. And I am Jamie at the Roarbots. And we'll see you next time right here on the great big, beautiful podcast. Take care.
This podcast has been a production of the Geek Dad Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this content, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash geekdad.